Hey, what's that? It's the HBO Boys talking again about WandaVision episode 8. It's entitled Previously On, and uh, I'm I'm on right now. I'm James, and with me uh, today is Chad. Hi, James. It's good to have you back. Yeah, thanks uh, to you and Ryan for covering me while I was in the hospital from surgery to repair a paralyzed uh, anus and penis, but now I'm feeling much better. Wow, I didn't know you were going to share all that, but <laughs> very, very brave of you. So this episode got a ton of buzz. Everyone online is, like, freaking out about this one line from, like, one of the very few Vision Wanda scenes that we got as a flashback. And they're like, that was so poignant. It was so touching. And I was like, oh, when yeah. watching it, it, it did not really jump out to me <clears> like that. But um, well, it's, it's good that people responded to it, I guess. You're talking about the grief line? Yeah. I mean, it was a nice line. Like, I think it, you know, it, it was a, a good way for them to kind of punctuate the emotions that she was feeling and how he helped her through it in a way that didn't, you know, burn up 20 minutes of runtime. Because, well, previously, like, we we never really saw the WandaVision romance play out because, like, they're not main character Avengers. And so they got together, like, off screen. Yeah, I mean, there was that one moment in um, in Civil War where Vision tries to cook her dinner and he, like, messes up because he's never tasted food before. And I don't know if you remember that scene. But yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah. It, well, it, 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 and, and then, like, by Infinity War, like, they're officially together. So we fill in right. the blanks that, like, oh, they got closer or whatever. Right. This episode has the series, like, second cold open. Like, we got the one... That had Maria's backstory, and now we open up on Agatha. I, I really want to call her Agnes. Agatha's <laughs> backstory, which is like during the Salem witch times. It's not really related to the witch trial, but you know, it's shorthand. It's yeah, Salem I thought that times. was kind of that, that was a, a funny choice to make. It's like, oh yeah, this is the Salem witch trials, but but that's not what's happening to her. She's on trial, but for right. a completely there is a Salem different... witch trial happening, but not, <laughs> right. not the famous one. <laughs> so yeah so she's she's surrounded by other witches presumably in her coven uh led by who turns out to be her mother and they you know they they're vague about her dabbling in some kind of dark magic that's illegal and then uh they they try to kill her but she's too powerful to be killed and she ends up it looks like draining their power like the whole coven's power yeah, they, including your mother sh they shoot her with blue magic lightning bolts which i guess she then turns around on them and sucks the power out. i like that like her mom the lead witch like watches all this happen and she's like well clearly this isn't working let me go <laughs> ahead and do it too right, right right so this is probably nothing but but uh i i'm a graphic designer by uh trade and uh and i noticed that there's the blue magic and then mm -hmm. it's it's overpowered by the purple magic, uh -huh. and then later on we learn that the red magic is the most powerful. So it's like the more that's red you become, though. Because, why is that confusing? Because red that blue magic should get you purple magic if you mix them together. Right, she's getting she's added red to the blue, and that was bad. I guess that's why they're killing her. Right, because yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it's nothing. It's just the, the, the color theorist in me saw that and wanted to point it out. <laughs> okay. Well, that's interesting. So these are blue witches, and she, she started out as a blue witch, and now she's a purple witch. Yeah. Yeah, basically. We're getting into colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of color, oh, no, we'll get to that later. 
<clears throat> so we get back to like the episode seven ending and Agatha's got Wanda and basically on threat of that she'll kill her kids if she doesn't she forces Agatha to do like an exposition spell like we're gonna go now in your memories and you're gonna flashback <laughs> and, ex- and explain the plot yeah she wants to find out where Wanda got all of her power from she's frustrated that uh she had to study for years to learn all the spells that she can do and uh Wanda kind of just does it automatically and like she doesn't know the basics and and you know i'd imagine that'd be very frustrating so we go back in time in in wanda's memories to 90s not serbia during the bombing of not belgrade during the (laughs) civil war of not yugoslavia and uh (laughs) why do you keep saying what it's not james (laughs) (laughs) and and we get here uh, what we had been predicting for a long time that like, oh, actually Wanda's like, is like a huge Nick at Night fan. Like they were studying English by watching DVD copies of American sitcoms. Right. <clears throat> yeah. You called that. Yeah. And so what she's got like Bewitched and the Dick Van Dyke show and they had Malcolm in the Middle in there and what well, did they have at the office in there as well? I think. I don't know if they had the office. That would have been too far in the future. True. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I guess she must have just become an Office fan, I guess, before Ultron happened. Right. Or, yeah, (laughs) when she was locked in Avengers Compound. (laughs) Yeah, when they were doing human experimentation on her, she'd take a break, go through the office. I'm sure it's in the deleted scenes. We see played out the backstory that Wanda gives in Age of Ultron. Where, like, their apartment complex is bombed and her and Pietro survive. And Agatha points out, it's like, well, it's pretty convenient that everybody else died, but you guys survived. You don't think there's anything magical about that? And Wanda's like, no, that's just my coincidental backstory. Right. And then Agatha says she was using, like, she calls it a probability hex. So, I don't know, she kept casting a spell on the bomb and it kept on coming up as a dud or something. Right. So so that's that's a direct call out to uh, the comics where if Scarlet Witch, the character, her backstory and her powers constantly evolved over time. Like no writer really ever pinned down who she was and what she should, what she could do. But the first time that it was ever like defined was that it was probability magic where, where she can say uh, there's a chance that a car will fly out of the sky and hit you right now, and then it will happen. So, like, however, however un, unprobable, improbable, however improbable something might be, if there's a, even a chance, then she could cause it to happen. And that's kind of a, it's a cool power, it's a unique power, but that that was kind of the the, the call out there. So I like that. That is interesting, and if she does have that power, that's pretty cool. It's it's a little bit like. Uh... Oh, God, what's her name? She was just in Deadpool 2. Is it Domino, the luck mutant? Yeah, Domino. Yeah. <laughs> She's really lucky. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of like that, actually, but the opposite. You, you kind of you got to wonder what would happen if they met. I don't wonder if they ever did meet. So they do the human experimentation on her and Pietro, and I guess, like, it actually does work because it gave Pietro super speed unless his powers come from Wanda, which is probably also a valid theory. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get an answer for that. <laughs> but whatever, the Mind Stone gave her a boost and made her a stronger witch or something. Right. We get what I actually thought was like the sad, poignant scene 
where she goes to S.W.O.R.D. headquarters to try to track down Vision's body only because she wants to bury it and give him a funeral, which is very sad. Yeah. And, and then... director Hayward is, like, pretty reasonable, actually. He's like, you can say goodbye to him here, but you understand this is, like, the most powerful piece of tech in the world, probably, and we can't just let you go and put it in the ground somewhere. Right. The raw materials alone are worth billions of dollars. <laughs> And so she does just leave him there. And so that was something you called. You're like, I think the video is edited. I think Hayward tried to make it look like she took Vision's body when she never did. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it didn't happen the way that I predicted it. Honestly, when I saw her going into Avengers Compound, I was like, oh, crap, I was wrong. And then when she walked away, I was confused. I was like, well, how do we get from there to here? How do we get from from her leaving him in pieces to Westview with the Vision? Yeah. So from there, she goes to Westview, New Jersey, which is, again, very, very sad. Vision had bought a empty lot for them to, like, build a house on when they retired from avenging. So and, I was and, thinking about this earlier yeah. earlier today uh, while prepping for the podcast. When did he do that? When did he buy the property? Because... Well, some, sometime after Civil War. Sometime after Civil War? When they were on the run in London? He, no, he wasn't on the run. She was. He was with Team Iron Man. I guess that's true. I don't know. It just seems a little. Well, we don't. We didn't see him write his will either. We don't. We don't see every time Vision goes to the bathroom. I guess so. It just seems a little presumptuous. Like it seemed like like when we last saw them together, they were like, "Hey, I think this works. Yeah, I think this works." And then it's like, "Oh, by the way, that's a good point." <laughs> you know, I, I bought a house for us uh, last week. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you're into it because I bought a house. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll go with you on that. Kind of, <laughs> kind of a stretch. Um, then we see, like, the biggest reveal of the episode, that, like, she goes to the empty lot, she falls down in despair, and then subconsciously her powers go off and create the hex, and then also she makes a second vision out of whole cloth, which was something that we had talked about in the very first episode. We were like, maybe it's a duplicate vision, and that seems less and less likely. It turns out it is. Right, it was a big misdirect. So, so... Uh, there, there's a bunch of theories online about this vision and, and how he works because we've noted a lot that he does have autonomy. You know, he does do whatever he wants. He's able to do things without Wanda knowing. He's able to have secrets from Wanda. And if if he really is just a construct of her powers, then that doesn't make sense. So I think that what still holds true is he is his own person. I think that what happened was we we know that Wanda's powers were came from or or were amplified by the Mind Stone. I think the Mind Stone like imprinted on her itself, and then later on in this moment, like kind of reconstructed Vision because because you saw her magic was red and then it was turning into. Uh, yellow, which is the the color of the Mind Stone, as it was reconstructing Vision. Nowhere else was it changing color. It was just red except for that one thing. So again, mm-hmm. co- colorful magic. But um, I think we have a duplicate, an actual real duplicate Vision. And it's, it's uh, reinforced by the fact that... Um, God, I always forget the name of the director's... Har- Har- not Harkness, because that's Agatha. Hargrave? Hayward. Hayward, Jesus, Hayward uh, was able to track Vision in the Hex by his 
uh, vibranium radiation signature, which means that he's well, actually made point. of vibranium, you know? Yes, yeah, so she transmuted her own vibranium. She could be a billionaire. She could. She just needs to make another vision and sell him for parts. Season two. Well, so aside from whatever the narrative implications are, do you think that, like, thematically, the fact that it is a perfect replica of vision... Does that not, like, lower the stakes a little bit since it's not even the vision that we know and love? Like, not to go off on too much of a tangent, I don't know, did you ever watch Westworld? I watched the first two seasons of Westworld. Good, good, you can stop there. So in season three (laughs) of Westworld, they bring back Bernard, but it's not really, oh, actually this happens at the very end of season two, but it's not the Bernard that we've been watching for two seasons, it's a perfect replica of Bernard built from... Dolores's memories which for me just like killed the stakes so it's like okay so that's not even the character I care about it's a duplicate of him oh see I thought that we had learned that he was always a machine right he no, no yeah he was always a machine this is not even the machine that we know she made a second one what okay <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, the reason I, I I don't think that it lowers the stakes um and here's why um because I think that this is that vision. I think that this is the original vision. And I think that, uh, I mean, we're going to get to it in a second, but the white vision that was revealed in the uh, post credit scene, um, th- he's got a history in the comics too. And um, he, the white vision is basically, he's more robot than synthesoid. Uh, he's programmed to just like be hyperlogical and follow orders and be a machine. Um, and... What we have is the personality of Vision inside the Hex and then the real body outside of the Hex. In the comic books, uh, the white Vision got his personality back by merging with a Vision from another universe that looked like the old Vision. And like that's how it, it, they, it, it's, kind of, it's comic book logic. But, but I think that we're going to get something similar to that. I think that... Uh, we're going to find out that that the vision that Wanda created is actually vision because he's born of the Mind Stone, but he's unable to leave the Hex until he merges with the white vision that was constructed outside of the oh, Hex. Oh, shit. Yeah, I would love to have a Dragon Ball-esque fusion of the visions into the new <laughs> vision. <laughs> so there, there's a comic precedent for for everything that's happening right now. So this, like, basically concludes the big exposition dump, and Agatha gets whatever information she needs to put it all together. And now, like, threatening Wanda, she's got the two kids, like, around the throat, which, to me, does that kind of indicate that Agatha doesn't really care about the kids at all? I I felt like that theory (sighs) just fell through. Like, she's actually not interested in them. She's only interested in Wanda. I'm I'm so confused about the kids, because it was hammered in so hard early on. For most of the, for the first, like, four episodes, they were the centerpiece of the whole show. And, uh, and you're right. It kind of seems like they threw that away. Like, that was the red herring. I don't know. I don't know. She goes on to say that, like, you know, what you're doing is magic on, like, an unforeseen scale. Like, I'm the most powerful witch around, and I can't even do, like, a fraction of this. I can, like, mind control people here or there for a little bit. But, you know, what you're doing is impossible, more or less. So you must be wielding a kind of magic the legendary kind of magic called chaos magic 
And so that means you are the prophesized Scarlet Witch, which made me realize like, oh, yeah, up until this point, Wanda's just been Wanda with no superhero yeah. name. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. I, I think that Marvel probably had a hard time organically getting to the to the name Scarlet Witch. Um, but uh, it, it, I, I like the rebrand where it's like this mythical title that you can have that uh, I, I think that makes a lot of sense for uh, how they've written this story. Um, and yeah, and it's also the first time that we've heard about chaos magic, which is like the opposite kind of magic from Dr. Strange. So Dr. Strange, he gets his power from other universes. He like borrows power from gods from other universes. Um, Wanda and, and all the witches, they get their power from powerful entities on this universe. And one of the reasons why Wanda is so powerful is because, I think we mentioned in the last episode, she's a nexus being, which means that she exists in all universes at once as the same Wanda. So she can pull from all of the universes to to have her power. This is like real. Like I, I, I don't realize how how ridiculously bullshit it sounds in my head until I say it out loud. But it's <laughs> it's it's comic logic, and that's the way that it works. <laughs> So that wraps up the main episode, but there is a post-credit scene, as you said, where they bring back Dead Vision's corpse is now activated as like a colorless gray and white vision, the way he looked at the end of Infinity War. And Hayward says like, oh yeah, we couldn't get him back online until we brought him in close proximity to the hex. And now it's working. And it's like, well, he seems like something you would have tried right away, but good, good on getting there eventually. <laughs> well, no, he took the power from the, uh, from the drone that they used to attack Wanda because it was still kind of glowing. So, and they, okay. Yeah, they used that. They said, we just needed some of the power from the original source. And then, but it, so, it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but did he have like a little arc reactor in his head instead of the Mind Stone? Oh, really? If so, I didn't catch that. That would uh, be interesting. It, it looked like, like the Mark, oh, God, the Mark Six. I don't know. The, the triangle uh, arc reactor from uh -huh. Iron Man 2. Yeah, that that would be a nice little callback. They don't do that enough uh, in the MCU, like with the Iron Man shit doesn't usually come up that much. Yeah. And, and, and I, I like that because it's showing, hey, look, we can make Vision be alive without needing the Mind Stone. Well, that was because, always the plan in Infinity War. Shuri was going to do that in Infinity War, right. but they didn't have time. Right. But it's like Marvel. So, they 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 tried so hard to make the Infinity Saga work, which they did. I, I'm don't I'm not crapping all over Marvel right now because it's amazing what they've done. But they ended up putting like the Eye of Agamotto is the sh the casing for the uh, the Time Stone. It kind of like makes the Eye of Agamotto useless without it. It kind of feels like we we've lost its power when really the Eye of Agamotto is like a really powerful relic. Right. Yeah, well, you can also see, like, a lot of the stuff they're planning eventually, like, didn't pan out. Like, in Thor 1, the Infinity Gauntlet's, like, underneath uh, <laughs> Odin's castle. Right. It's in the vault with all the stones, yeah. <laughs> we get the backstory that, like, the dwarves made it for Thanos. And so, like, even late in Thor 3, she's like, that's fake. But it's like, why would they have a fake one if the dwarves only just recently made it specifically for Thanos? It doesn't really right. make sense. <laughs> So I, I didn't know that, like, Colorless Vision was already a character. I had a bunch of theories about him, but maybe they're dashed now. Well, let's hear it. Setup. 
I thought maybe they're going to accidentally revive Ultron this way. Yeah, you know, I um, I like that. I've heard that theory too, and and I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad if if they, because uh, in in case and whoever's watching WandaVision doesn't know this, the Vision was made by Ultron, and Ultron actually originally was trying to download parts of himself into the Vision. So wouldn't it be cool if they rebooted Vision and he became Ultron? And this is how we, A, we get Ultron back because he was killed off way too easily. And B, it gives a reason for why we need to transfer Vision's consciousness into the shell of the other Vision. You know, because otherwise, you know, if we can have two Visions both be alive at the same time, why, why wouldn't we do that? But if we need to yeah, kill one of and them. And I don't know why. Is there like a rule that like, oh, once we kill off a villain, we can't use them again? It's like, well, Ultron was like, you know not the best but like up there way better than malekith or whatever like get him back. <laughs> james spader's great well and in the comics like ultron was so awesome that they made an entire uh series of comics like like not like one series like spider-man age of ultron iron man age of ultron like they made an entire comic series about what would happen if ultron was successful and like there was a post-apocalyptic ultron world and here's the other thing. This is our. I know this is stupid before I even say it, but I just want to play around with the idea. So we got blue magic, <laughs> right? And remind me, Chad, which of the Infinity Stones is the blue one? The Space Stone. Okay, and then we've got red magic, and that's the Reality Stone. Correct. And then we've got yellow magic, and that's the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. So if red magic is what wanda uses to create this reality of the hex then maybe it's, it's like reality stone powers i know it doesn't really make any sense because she got her powers from the, the the mind stone but let's put that aside is there a purple infinity stone uh the power stone okay so maybe agatha's got power stone powers like that would be know, weird the dreamcast game <laughs> yeah unite the power stones um if she had the power stone powers that would be it's nuts. just power stone flavored magic it's not you know <laughs> oh so maybe maybe uh there's going to be like a, an analog for uh each stone's power with some magic user on earth could be all right so here here are my questions for you before we wrap this up okay uh <laughs> is there time left for um mephisto I'll say what I said before. The only way that we get a Mephisto or some bigger being in this at this point is as a post credit scene, we find out that there was some bigger story and this was just one thread. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, not like a real said, appearance. Mephisto puts on the Mephisto gauntlet in, in, a, in a stinger at the very end. Right, right. Exactly. Um, what do you What do you think? What's your over under on there being a secret bonus 10th episode? Um, I think that the secret bonus 10th episode, uh, turned out to be the, like, special behind the scenes, uh, thing that they're releasing a week after WandaVision ends. Okay. I mean, I would love it if there was a secret episode. It would start a really great precedent. Yeah, no streaming show has done that yet, you know. Yeah. Come on, that'd be wild. It'd be awesome. All right, and then we also have this pretty much confirmed rumor at this point that there is going to be one big major cameo either from the MCU or from the Foxverse. Probably impossible to predict, but who would you like to see? You're talking about Paul Bettany's uh, comment that he made, yeah. So uh, I'm in the camp where the uh, the actor that he thinks is so great and really wants to work with and has been idolizing his entire life is himself. 
and he's because he's going to be acting uh-huh. opposite himself oh, as the it's vision. A joke. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, barring that, would you be happy to see Patrick Stewart or or uh, I don't know uh, Wolverine or some shit? Uh, if they do, I, I don't. I, I wouldn't want. I love Patrick Stewart. Um, I'm a big tri- Star Trek fan. I, he he was a great uh, Xavier, but uh, if they bring him in now, it, first off, it'll nullify uh, the best X-Men movie, which is Logan, where yeah. we see him like die. Spoiler alert. Um, and it means that we're we're locking ourselves into like that specific version of the X-Men which I don't think would stand well up against the rest of the cast, especially for longevity, because he's because he's super old, you know, and Marvel's going to want to cast somebody who they can use for 20 years. So if they do bring some, uh, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think they're going to bring in X-Men. I think that maybe bringing in Quicksilver or bringing in like Jennifer Lawrence or like little pieces of the universe. I see that happening. But I think that the rest of the X-Men cast, if they're going to do this at all, it's going to it's going to be new actors from other universes splintering into our reality. Okay, and so where are you on Fietro? Because now I was so like into and happy about the idea of him being the Fox first peter but now it seems like that's probably not the case and it was all just a big trick a big fun red herring to freak out the audience but more or less his casting story-wise is just a coincidence yeah i i I really wanted it to be the first multiverse pull but it seems like it's going to be nothing i mean there are still some questions like uh he didn't appear in in the uh the, the town when wanda was driving through before casting the hex in this episode so um that you know it, it leads credence to the idea that he w- wasn't originally from there same with Dottie; she wasn't there either um and he has super speed and are we it did agatha give him super speed right how that's a pretty specific witch power right <laughs> right, right i have the ability to to enslave somebody uh and give them super speed I I was thinking maybe James Spader will do the voice of, like, Dead Vision, which would be kind of cool. Even if they don't bring back Ultron all the way, that would still be kind of a pretty cool callback. Just, you know, because, like, why would he sound like Jarvis if he doesn't have Jarvis's brain in there, you know? I heard a rumor that he was listed somewhere as being on the cast. And and that could also be yeah, the if, actor. Yeah, if he... That's what I'm thinking. He's the he's the final big cameo, and it's just his voice. And he's he's not even doing Ultron's personality. He's just it's just James Spader's voice going, "I am Bender. Please insert Girder." Like that would be cool. <laughs> well, if if yeah, I want it to be Ultron. That's that's what I want to happen. I, I want yeah. uh, the reboot to be like he's looking at his hand and he's like, "I am now my vision." you know, or whatever. And it backfires on the sword guy because he's got to have his comeuppance because he's been a dick. And, um, and he's like, I got to go, you know, write this wrong that I left on earth. When he realizes that, that there's another vision in the world, he goes into the hex to try to kill him. And then, you know, so ensues the fight. And, uh, Agatha is gonna, you know, she, I don't think that Agatha's necessarily evil. I think that she's, I mean, she's evil in that she's like using, 
the the, the threat of killing Wanda's kids. Yeah, she's uh, amoral. Yeah, but like she uh, in in the flashbacks, she seemed like genuinely interested, and she's like questioning the morality of some of the choices that Wanda made, and um. I think she's frustrated and like ends justify the means kind of, but I think that we've also got a, a bit of a hint that she wants to be Wanda's teacher. Not that she wants to be, but that she's going to be Wanda's teacher. Cause like when she had her trapped in her dungeon, she's like, Oh, this is just a simple spell. Don't you know this simple spell? I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's I misread pretty, that. It's pretty hard to come back from like choking her kids. Unless she's like, these kids, they're not even real. Don't what, what are you worried about what I do to them? Look, poof, they're gone. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I guess for Wanda, yeah, to, to come back for, to trust her. I don't know. I don't, maybe, maybe she, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I still want the show. I still believe the show deserves a tragic ending. Um, and I don't know if it's going to happen now. I, I know that's a weird thing to say, but I, I feel like we we got so much tragedy in this episode in in her backstory that it, it it's it's. It's calling for a rebound, not a deeper dive. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I know what you mean. So I guess the last question would be like, what's Agatha's end game? If she doesn't want the kids, you're saying maybe she wants to teach Wanda. I thought maybe that she's going to find some way to steal Wanda's powers, like how she stole her mom's powers. I guess I think that originally she was she was there because she was curious and, and wanted to figure out what Wanda was doing. And I, I think, yeah, as time goes on, she... I don't know. She seems more threatened by her now than anything else. I, I don't know. I, honestly, I had a really hard time reading this episode at the end because it, it, some things... that like, We got the most information that, that we've gotten uh, throughout the show, but I'm, I'm struggling to get the pieces to fit into the narrative that I've been kind of writing in my head. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to say, like, you know, great for theory fodder or whatever, but in terms of, like, entertainment value, not a bad episode, but still probably my least favorite so far. Yeah. Eight. Yeah, my my wife and I uh, kind of agreed right after watching it. We were like, yeah, this was great because, like, we needed this, but it was the worst episode so far. <laughs> Again, like, if this were a movie or if you just want to take, you know, however, what is it going to end up, like, six or seven hour long miniseries movie or whatever this would be an essential piece of the story and it wouldn't be so jarring that like oh this was a significantly more boring episode than usual but whatever i you know i enjoyed the 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 scenes in serbia or what sorry sarkovia and <laughs> uh you know I, I thought that was good the, there's a, a ton of exposition but i mean that was necessary because they're holding the cards of the mystery so close to their chest the whole show eventually it all had to come out um they've only got one or maybe one plus one super secret episode left for like the big denoma and uh, the fighting with with Fietro and and like the wild card yeah. dead vision it, it, and, it seems and like they have that. a lot to cover in that one episode right unless it turns out agatha saying like hey sorry i choked your kids i just wanted to gauge like how much of a threat you and they were i'm actually not a bad guy i don't want to hurt you or them uh let me help you now defeat evil vision and we'll all be chill <laughs> well and then there's also the whole monica storyline like what's going on there yeah well she it's her job to fight pietro she's gonna be pietro and that's gonna free them up to fight evil vision so her whole storyline was just to beat up the the surprise cameo character 
and then she'll help Wanda process her grief, and, and that'll be the end of the episode. She's going to take her to a group therapy session at the very end. All and right. That's what I said. No, that's not going to happen, but she'll serve that function. That'll be the essence of what she does. Right. She's the conscience. But we still like, I don't know, there's so much. Because we still have to explore her powers. We still don't know anything about her. Right. Well, so, yeah, we'll get more into that, Captain Marvel 2. Right. Um, well, let me ask you one more question before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, or let me ask you my first question. One of one. Um, <clears throat> so when, when uh, we see the flashback of her in the uh, in the Hydra, you know, the testing facility or whatever, um the Mind Stone like pops out of the scepter and she sees a vision of uh, herself or of the Scarlet Witch, but dressed in her uh, like her comic accurate attire. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think the significance of that was like? Do you, I've heard speculation that it's her from the future, like giving herself her powers or uh-huh. it, like there's all sorts of weird theories going on, but. I didn't think much of that scene. I just thought, like, oh, maybe that's an alternate version of her somewhere in the multiverse, like, doing, you know, her X-Men thing. And and the Mind Stone just allowed her to see it? Maybe. There's one more scene, which we have not yet seen from the trailers. Um, one of them in the trailer is, like, her and Vision back together agreeing to fight to protect Westview. And the other one is Wanda, like, about to grasp the Mind Stone. Like, Wanda in the present. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, just on its own? Yeah, like, floating above her. Yes, okay, so so this is my theory. I gotta watch the trailers again, but <clears throat> I think that Vision's body is gonna be destroyed, but the Mind Stone's still gonna be there, and somehow, through some exposition, it's gonna be like, oh, shit, that stone, that's Vision, and then they're gonna need to, like, slap the stone into the forehead of the other Vision right. to... <laughs> <laughs> like putting too much air in a balloon. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So there we go. Okay. Well, either way, I'm pumped if it's the last episode or if they're going to do a fake out, like, 10th episode. That'd be cool, too. I, You know, I'm just excited to see how it wraps up. I want to see the big confrontation or whatever. I wonder how long this last episode is probably going to be. I, I assume it'll be longest, but maybe it's, not. It's got to um, be. Yeah. Well, join us here next week, guys. Ryan's going to join us as we either wrap up or make our predictions for the 10th secret bonus episode of WandaVision. And then Ryan and I will be back uh, for another episode of Barry. I haven't said this yet on WandaVision, but we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash HBOboys if you want to get extra bonus content there. Thanks again for coming, Chad. Yeah, no, it's always a pleasure. Uh, in step.